Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. And who's on your lap? We have Roxy, who's growling. <laughs> um. How are you, Adele? She's staring me down and growling. She's silly. She didn't want to come record today. I know. You had to like go and get her. That's weird. Well, how are you? I'm fine, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Let's see. What do we have to talk about today before we get into our real subject matter? (sighs) Well... I will be going to bed as soon as we are done here because we're recording not late. It's around 8.30 p.m., but I have to be at the airport at 5.20 tomorrow morning. Wow. So um, I call it airport appreciation time. It's uh, They call it airport standby, which means I am to be at the airport for a predetermined set of four hours yeah so yours is from five twenty a.m to nine twenty a.m yeah so they assigned it to me this evening and uh so we just had supper and now we're gonna record because we're both home and yeah. um i may get a flight i may not and you're supposed to fly tomorrow as well yeah. and anyways tomorrow's wednesday so yeah i i uh, was off sick the last two days um I unfortunately suffer from migraines and uh, had a migraine hit me yesterday morning. Um, sometimes it's due to lack of sleep. Sometimes, I don't know, it's a, it's the weather conditions here in Calgary for one reason or another. Sometimes I get migraines and uh, they're pretty, I call them incapacitating migraines because if I don't take some sort of medication immediately, then I'm completely incapacitated. Yeah, and you can imagine that no one would want that to go to work, but let alone flying and being in a different time zone and um, different environment and everything. So yeah. And usually when someone is sick too, you don't want to go into work and well, with COVID these now. Days, yeah. yeah. So Jeremy stayed home with Roxy yesterday. Yeah. While I flew to Toronto and back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, was, was that your first flight back uh, flying as in church? Yes. Oh, how was that? You know what it was. Well, I do, but our listeners don't. Um, I was super nervous beforehand, and I didn't sleep. So when I got home yesterday, I went to bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. I was so tired. Um, but yeah, no, now it's under, under my belt. It's done. So I'm not as nervous anymore. It's just... You have to go through the motions of doing something after you haven't done it in, you know, over a year and a half. And you have to make the announcements, do the motions, do the briefings, do the service, uh, find the gates, go to the aircrafts, be on different types of aircrafts. Yeah. Um, So far, every single flight has been a different aircraft, uh, which is nice. I'm just getting used to all of them slowly again. Get back into it. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, full-on reserve life, you know, sometimes you get amazing flights like Frankfurt, and then sometimes you have to show up at the airport at 5 a.m. <laughs> so, yep. you know, there's a give and take here. So, yeah, I got the amazing part of it for the beginning, and then now early mornings this week. So, 
but it's all good. Uh, have some great layovers in uh, British Columbia the next um, couple weeks. So that'll be fun as well. I'll definitely uh, talk about those after they've happened. So cool. Um, and if you're wondering to why I'm know where I'm flying and I've said I'm on reserve, we have the opportunity to pre-select certain flights if they're available beforehand and they match up with the days that you're on reserve. So you can pre-select them so essentially you bid for them and if you're the most senior person who's eligible to bid for that flight then you get them awarded so i have two of those uh flights pairings that i've been able to pre-select for the rest of the month so that's why i'm able to know that i'm going to this destination and and then this this destination because i am still in fact on reserve for Mm -hmm. the rest of september yeah so so uh, we're going to do highs and lows at the end of the episode, uh, but right now we're going to talk about today's subject. And today's subject is Paul Veneto. Who is Paul Veneto? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is the flight attendant who, former flight attendant, I should say, who pushed a beverage cart from Boston's Logan Airport right to ground zero. Uh, from 9-11, so the world, one World Trade Center, basically. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about Paul Veneto. So he started flying for United Airlines in 1981, and he was flying on September 10th of 2001. He returned home from a pairing. One of the flights that he did quite often was Flight 175, which goes from Boston to L.A., and Flight 175 on 9-11 was one of the flights that went into the World Trade Center. And he lost some friends, some close friends, some colleagues that day uh, on a flight that he's very familiar with. And, you know, like he could have been on that flight. He could have bid for, oh, 175 on this day, Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. You know, by chance, he wasn't flying that day. He returned home the day before. But uh, after losing friends and colleagues... Um, He went into a little bit of a downward spiral. Uh, He got involved in um, opiates, medication, painkillers, things like that. And that sort of, you know, sent him on a downward spiral. But then he got sober uh, completely about six years ago, I believe on 9-11 again. And so for this year, just all the pieces sort of lined up. He wanted to pay tribute uh, for the 20th anniversary. And so he decided to push a beverage cart uh, of course, he's no longer working for the airline, but he uh, decided to push a beverage cart from Boston's Logan International Airport all the way to Ground Zero in New York City. Uh, it's over a 200-mile journey. Um, took him several weeks to do, and that was to sort of pay tribute to the crew members that we lost that day. Um, again, of course, obviously, this is this episode is coming out just a few days after uh, 9 9-11 20th anniversary. So that's why we're sort of talking about this and paying tribute to Paul Veneto as well, who, you know, took the time to do this and to bring awareness to the general public that crew members experienced a lot that day. Obviously the crew members we lost, but then all the crew members who were affected by 9-11. Um, and so he had pictures of his colleagues on the beverage cart and he pushed it rain or shine all the way from Boston to New York. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, if you're on social media at all, or if you follow any kind of, um, you know, airline people or or hashtags or anything, you probably 
saw him pop up at some point. And, you know, I saw him on TikTok. He was also on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Also, I think popped up on my Facebook feed at some point, shared by different people, but just also, I think the algorithm pushed his story to the front as well. Yeah. He's covered also by a lot of news outlets in, yep. in the States and, and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it was, you know, just super heartwarming for him. I think it was super therapeutic and cathartic. That's the word. Cathartic. That works. For him to do that. But it's also, yeah, it's like so many lives were lost that day. And, but a lot of people were doing their jobs on those, on those flights. And yeah, and, you know, it could have been so many other people because the whole crew that flew with him on the 10th, who knows what they would have done or the, the people yep. that were scheduled for the next day, the 12th, to do that flight. Yep. You know, it's just, it's insane yeah. to to still think about it. And of course, we've made a, a, a choice not to, you know, cover that incident as one of our, um, you know, airline incidents that we've talked about. We're not going to go through that. Um, but this was a good uh, story to cover um, the week of 9-11 and it's very important and it's it's a good it's a good heartwarming story that's come out of of this and to, mm -hmm. to talk about on this uh, 20th anniversary. Yeah. And he, like one thing that I was reading one of the interviews he did and he he wanted to bring attention to uh, to those flight attendants that we lost that day. Um, because they had families, you know, and he wants their kids to grow up knowing, hey, your mom, your dad, so-and-so was a hero, you know, they did what they could on that day and they lost their lives um, because they were on one of those unfortunate, fateful flights. Yeah. So a bit of a tough one to talk about. And I know we we sort of covered last year during uh, on 9-11, like we covered our own stories uh, this year. We thought we'd talk a little bit about about Paul here, Paulia as they call him, uh, and his journey and what what he did to sort of honor his fallen comrades. That's mm -hmm. <sighs> a tough one. It's tough to talk about. Yeah, especially since you were flying that like that mm -hmm. year. I was still super young. I do obviously remember nine eleven, but I wasn't in the industry yet. I was several years away, but you were in it and you got repercussions from the job from it. And you yeah. saw the change in the industry. You lost your job momentarily after. Yep. So. Yeah, it was interesting talking about it. So I was flying this year on September 11th uh, and sort of talking about it with crews and stuff and everyone, most like most of the crews I fly with are, are a bit younger than me. And, um, and so they're like, Oh yeah, you know, nine 11, I remember being in high school or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I was supposed to be flying that day. And everyone kind of looks at me. They're like, because they forget how old I am. And they're like, wait, really? I said, yeah, I was, I was actually booked off sick, but uh, I was supposed to be flying that day. And so I sort of tell them my little story and, you know, we all sort of reminisce a little bit like where we were and how it affected us. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those, one of those things. I mean, when it first happened, I remember my dad comparing it to, um, to two incidents uh, obviously the president Kennedy assassination, because that was a worldwide news and, uh, something that happened before his time, but, uh, Pearl Harbor, that was sort okay. of the other, yeah, the other worldwide event that sort of comparatively happened. So, and this is the one from our generation, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> you want to take a moment away from that and shift shift focus and talk about our highs and lows from the past week? Yeah, so I just have done one fi- uh, flight, one pairing since the um, that Frankfurt one because I had five days off. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just because I they didn't have anything for me. It's, I was off for five days. Um, and again, the the nice schedules of flying are back, you know, on for a few days. And then I have five days off, you know, no biggie, just normal, normal mm-hmm. schedule. Um, yeah, so I had as I mentioned yesterday, a very early turn, as we call it. So you go to one destination, you come right back to Toronto. Um, Toronto Pearson International Airport is always a just kind of black hole, we call it. You never know what can happen there. It's just such a busy airport. So much happens there, obviously, our biggest base within our airline, probably in any airline in Canada, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's such a huge airport. I mean, it has two terminals. I mean... It used to have three when I first started flying. It's true. But now it's one and three, so two doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so land in Toronto. Of course, last time I was in Toronto airport, it was middle of COVID and it was empty. So, of course, it was nice being there when there's people and planes and and passengers and and such so so that was um that was nice and as mentioned earlier as well that was my first flight back as an in-charge flight attendant so uh it was that my high for this week was that the job the aspects of the job came back to me thankfully and doing those two flights um kind of got me back in the groove i feel i wouldn't say 100 percent back to like knowing everything that i knew before but i'm 100 percent more comfortable than i was before doing that pairing yeah so it feels nice to being like feeling normal oh, okay i'm able to do this i'm not as lost that i as i thought i would be and yeah, crew members are always there to help you no matter what. You know, you tell them, oh, yeah. it's my first pairing back. Well, you it, know, and they're they're there and they're they're helpful and they're also they're glad that their colleagues are back to work. Well, as well. that's true. Yeah. Well, and like what we talked about a little bit before is that like, you know, you're going to have to go through this, you know, like it's going to be fine, but it's just kind of the nervousness of doing it. But then once you have it under your belt, you're like, all right, I'm good keep going we got that under my belt i'm 100 percent confident for the next time like it's like you get it under your belt right yeah exactly so that was my high and my low um well definitely the early morning i mean the nervousness was just debilitating i was just didn't sleep so i was you know did my normal day and then was assigned the flight in the evening uh, the day before. So I knew I had to get up early. So I wasn't like, I I was woken up uh, in the morning, but I was just, you know, kind of overthinking everything. And I was just didn't sleep. So I was so tired. And yeah, yesterday I was kind of not human. (laughs) Um, It was just like a long day. It was like a 12 hour day of flying. Plus, you know, like the waking up, the getting ready, the getting to the airport and then, after the flight, the getting home and, yep. and you know, all that. So 
super long day. And yeah, my body's definitely not used to that anymore. You know, I spent a year and a half on my butt doing nothing <laughs> um, or doing office jobs where I was on my butt anyway. So um, yeah, that's definitely a low. I mean, I know my body's not used to it anymore, but, you know, realizing and feeling the impact after every flight yeah. is uh, is hard, but it'll get better. Yeah, of course. Uh, for me, I have two highs and one low. So first high was, um, it was kind of impromptu. I wasn't planning it at all. Uh, I had a layover in Toronto and I haven't been back to Toronto in at least a year and a half, maybe a little bit more. Um, and so I on this one, it wasn't a super long layover, so I wasn't really planning on doing anything. But just as I arrived in Toronto, I kind of sent out a quick message saying like, hey, I think some of you might be working, uh, it, who are working in training, might be finishing around the same time that I land. And uh, I found out that three of my close friends, so Alita, Parveen, and Maddie, you know who you are, um, found out that they were finishing their job at the training center in Toronto right around the same time I landed. Uh, Alita, we saw once last year because she came to visit. Uh, and then Maddie and Parveen, I hadn't seen in at least a year and a half, maybe close to two years. And so I got to see them. We went out and grabbed a, a quick bite. Uh, and yeah, I got to spend some time with friends I hadn't seen in a long time. So that's high number one. Um, high number two was when I was coming back. So day two of my pairing, I was flying through Vancouver and I looked up the crew who was taking over my aircraft. And uh, one of the crew members was a friend, Dennis. And so I got to see him and say hi. And he said, hey, love your podcast. I just downloaded episode so-and-so. I uh, can't wait to listen to it. And I was like, that's twice in a row now that, you know, I've run into crew members who who listen to the podcast. So it felt really good. It felt like, yay, we're doing something right. Um, my low, of course, is going to be having to book off. Um, uh, so calling in sick. And then I was supposed to actually see my mom and my nephew's um, yesterday evening, but uh, of course I didn't make the flight because migraines happen and it's unfortunate. So that was my low. Hopefully all goes well and I'll get to see at least my mom next week with some plans. So, uh, so that's good. And I'm not sure when I'll get to see my nephews, but the sooner the better. Yeah. Well, I was sad for you cause that was your longest layover that, um, well this, this month in Toronto. So, but you know, again, it's no matter what, if you're not feeling well, you're not, don't, don't go into work. I mean, don't migraine's it, not right? contagious, but yeah, you would have just been miserable and yeah, you could have made it worse or you just been suffering all day. You had, you would have had a super, super long day anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's better if you, you just rested and you're not a hundred percent still. So it's kind of <laughs> up in the air still, if you're going to be able to work the next few days, but we're hoping that you're okay. And, you know, it's just rest. And again, our bodies are not used to it yet. And you were training still, you were on the ground for the last month. So you're not mm -hmm. still not used to flying. Um, so we just kind of yeah. have to take it easy. <laughs> and my pairings were kind of like back to back to back. So, I, I mean, I know I've only done one, but like the anticipation of doing the next one and early mornings and, uh, you know, and as you know, I'm not an early riser. I think I'll be bidding for more afternoon pairings next month. What do you think? Yeah, well, Jeremy has to bid properly. He said he didn't bid properly at all. I didn't. 
So, but you know, we have to bid now for our October schedules. It actually just opened today. So we have six days, I think, four days. Yeah, we have a few days to bid for it. Yeah, yeah. we usually have yeah, tomorrow, five to really. six days yeah. to bid for our schedules of the following month. Then about a day or so later, we get our mm. schedules uh, released for the whole of October. So and I already have a few days where I'm going to be training, so that's fun. <laughs> but that's the virtual stuff? No, I do a couple in-class trainings too. Oh, but all in Calgary? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Jeremy likes that. It's true. I do. <laughs> um, yeah. So I hope everyone is doing well out there. And uh, remember, as always, if you are flying, remember to be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <coughs> that was early, Roxy. That was early. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.